0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Laura Canfield Show, the Awaken Happiness Now Global Series. Thank you so much for being here with us today. And today, my good friend Beth Ann K.W, I just like to call her Beth Ann, is back with us. She was here in February of this year on, oh my goodness, we had such a wonderful conversation and wonderful show. Oh my, I was like, yes, you have to come back. So today, she is back with us today talking about. Embracing sensitivity gifts thriving in a world of transforming possibilities, and that is exactly what we are experiencing right now right. Uh, A world of transforming possibilities so some of what we're going to discuss today and experience we're going to talk about how we can feel equipped as energy sensitives to stay in our hearts, stay in our energy and live with greater confidence and clarity. We're gonna talk about and find out about tools for healing the narcissist wound and releasing other forms of relationship toxins. We're gonna talk about healing our wounds around sensitivity and shifting the narrative to a new story. We're gonna receive information and guidance from the Akashic Records and angels on the current energies and how we can constructively work with them. And we're also gonna experience an angelic guided heart activation to empower our sensitive gifts. So a lot. We have a lot on the docket, you know, to to do today. So I'm excited. And for those of you who don't know Beth Ann, she is deeply passionate about inspiring authentic change in others. She is a licensed psychologist, an intuitive healer, and award-winning author. And she blends the worlds of psychology, spirituality, mysticism, and universal wisdom to offer dynamic teaching on personal transformation. She empowers energy energetically sensitive souls to access and shine with their full potential. And she is the author of the award-winning grief book, Lamentations of the Sea and its sequels, as well as several books of poetry and a children's book. A creative at heart, she is continually inspired by nature, color, dance, music, and all things mystical. And her life underwent profound change when she lost her brother in 2016, which became the catalyst for leaving her longtime home of Alaska, and moving to the island of Ka- Ka- Kauai, I can't even say it. Um, to live more intuitively, Kaua'i? <laughs> Kauai. <laughs> Kauai. Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah. To live more intuitively, spiritually, and creatively. Um, yeah. See, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii, but I've never been. So I'm so glad you're here to share your energies with us today, Beth Ann. Your wisdom, uh, your teachings, your gifts, and also like like you know, this is a time for all of us, and we we're all sensitive. Those of us who are on these types of calls really to use our intuitive gifts all of our healing gifts our psychic gifts whatever they happen to be because in this world that we're experiencing in right now if there's a lot of chaos there's a lot of change. you know it's transforming at a rapid speed but we can thrive so i'm so glad that you're here to share that message with us and so please join me everyone in welcoming dr Beth Ann back to
1: the show i'm so glad you're here Thank you so much. I am delighted to be here. Um, I just love your community. I love the show and I'm so ready to dive into this topic.
0: Awesome. Thank you. And me too. So
1: why don't we start off by really just, you know,
0: can you give us a little bit of an idea of what is going on right now? What is energetically what's happening? What do the angels have to say? What is written in the records about this
1: time? Because it's a time of great change, no? It is a time of great change. And When I opened the Akashic Records for the year of 2021, um, and this has been a theme that we've been seeing this entire year, one of the big things that came through was that this is a year where you were either going to, um, I I saw like energy sensitives and people who are really reaching for the light, Mm -hmm. be lifted up by eagles and stand on top of a mountain. And the message that came through with that is you will either rise up this year or you can choose to stay down here in um, the image that came through was sort of this dirty stream of polluted consciousness and chaos and fear and all of those things. And there was really the idea that this was a year of choices and a year of making choices that will either lift us up and help us to rise um, or not. And, you know, it's not this linear thing Um, from time to time. I think we all sort of dip down into, you know, all you have to do is pull up the news and you sort of dip into that mass consciousness. But the overall idea was, is that this is a year where we are able to make choices, even with all the chaos going on. And those choices will absolutely determine the perspective, um, not only that we have for ourselves, but the reality that we create for ourselves and what we draw into ourselves. So that's really what we've been seeing this year. And what's striking to me is how non-subtle it is. Um, You know, I think there's these things that are going on that are just so absolutely, you know, in your face where you can really look at whether it's situations or people, you look at the choices being made and you can really see which direction people are choosing to go. So that's been... The year of 2021, along with my personal understanding is that we're going through quite a bit of um, change on the earth and the earth is doing a lot of healing of herself. And so we're seeing a lot of climate shifts and a lot of shifts on the planet. So that's the overall energy for 2021. Um, the month of August itself, the Akashic Records called this the month of the great reshuffle and the, I, I yeah, really fun. I saw yeah. all these board games images um, that were coming up. And what I kept feeling for this month is that it is a month where we are being asked to kind of evaluate and reset the pieces on our, we'll call it our metaphorical chessboard, if you will, yeah. um, and really take the wisdom that we've been gaining for the last seven, eight months and bring it into the rest of the year. So if you're feeling a little bit of a pause before the action right now, or you are feeling a sense of doing inventory um, or just anything like that, and that even might come across as literally clearing or cleaning stuff out, you're very in keeping with where the energy's at right now. So that's sort of an overview of energetically how things are. Awesome. Thank you.
0: And, you know, it's um, two points I want to quickly make. You were talking about, you know, the choices people are making, right? So I want you all to know there's no judgment, whatever you choose. There's absolutely no judgment. You make your choice based on you and what works for you. Number two, I just put out a video this morning or earlier today. And it's, and for me, again, it is also about, this is a time of reset, right? And this is a a time of change. This is about going within and looking at what works for you and what doesn't. And then making, you know, making that choice of like, what does work for me? And then taking the action steps for that. You know, I feel like for the the past couple of months, you know, we have been sitting in this like stew, you know, where we've just been like, like nothing's moving, nothing's happening, nothing's changing, nothing like we're just sitting in it, you know, and now suddenly the energy is moving. And we're being called to really look at, what works for us? what do we want to create now? It's kind of like a new rebirth thing is happening and we can choose a new path that you you know a new purpose, whatever it happens to be that that you know feels good to you and is and is in alignment with your values and your goals, right? So I love that. thank you for sharing that. It's awesome. Um, and you know if you're not feeling that, that's okay too. just it's okay. just be where you are but if you are, some of us have been feeling that for a while, you know, it's okay. And like, now is the time for you to really just go back within and ask questions of what is going on? What do I want to create? Is something else possible for me now? Right?
1: Absolutely. Well, I love, first of all, I love what you said about not judging ourselves and judging our choices. Um, I think as energy sensitives, we tend to be very mindful and conscientious. And so we tend to be really critical of ourselves and hold ourselves to a standard that um, sometimes we can really beat ourselves up if we feel like we haven't chosen wisely or gone in the direction we want to go. And so I just love the idea of there is no judgment and that we can always come back to the drawing board and evaluate, am I moving in the direction I want to go? We get to choose. And that is can be terrifying but it can also be really liberating and empowering
0: absolutely Neil is being i don't know what right now he, he's <laughs> always so quiet and today he's like he wants to play like now, right now new and if you in a little while so one of the things i forgot to mention at the beginning of the call it's like oh my god i get so excited about having <laughs> conversations is that if you would like to ask a question of Bethan, you can raise your hand or you can type your question in the chat um so please do so because we will be taking you know caller questions a little bit later um so now you know (laughs) i always tell my clients you know that you know get out of your head come down to your heart space ask your questions from your heart space be in your body etc but sometimes it's not that easy so what can you say to us so that we can um (laughs) stay in our hearts and stay in our energy and Live with that greater confidence and clarity, and part of that confidence and clarity also comes from trusting ourselves.
1: <laughs> I think Neo is just seconding everything you're saying, and is like, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that part of what we need to do to. Um, live in a way that we're really embodying our experience of self is to have some sort of a practice that we do, if not daily, multiple times a day that brings us into our bodies and brings us into our hearts. Um, and I tell people a lot is energy sensitives. Like I'm a big believer in energy maintenance. And, and, you know, I did it before this phone call and asked the archangels, I was like, please take for me anything I'm carrying. That's not mine. Anything left over from yesterday, any stresses that i Picked up on, you know, I'm always doing energetic, I think of it as like just a nice brushing off so that I can feel like I'm really um in myself in my heart space. And I also do a lot of hand on the heart to come into myself and ask my heart, you know, what do I need to know today? So, you know, I think that that is essential because it's really easy to not be present in our world anymore. It's easy to not be present, to be in person and not be present. And whether it's be on our phone or have our thoughts be a million miles away. Um, And so I really see this as building practices that support us um, and practices in being more present. And something else that's been coming through for me and that I've really been exploring recently is I feel like when we are in our hearts, it's easier for us to connect with joy and easier for us to connect with the feeling and the vibration of joy. And so I've been really taking time to implement joy practices, I'll call them, um, throughout the summer. And that's not necessarily anything fancy or anything big. It's more like I will take a moment and if I'm experiencing something, a beautiful sky, just, I don't know, you know, a new day and I'm sitting with my journal and I have my cup of coffee and I have space and time, you know, I'll take a moment and I'll say, Bethann, this is joy right now. This is what enjoyment feels like. This is joy. And I feel like that when we can really connect with that instantly brings us into our heart space.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree. Joy, gratitude, appreciation. You know, that's why I love going for walks with Neil because when I'm walking, it's like, I always see such beautiful sceneries you know whether it's the green fields or whether it's the sky it's like there's always something you know and i i want to take a picture or video but it's never the same it's never as good as when you're actually looking at it you know and um it just brings me back to being present and also reminding me of how beautiful life is right and we tend to forget when we're in our head when we're like working away um you know all, all all that kind of stuff right and but it is about constantly bringing ourselves back to that. It's not just a one-time shot, bring yourself back all the time, right?
1: Yeah, I love what you said. It's not a one-time deal. It's a constant returning to ourselves. And returning to that space of just checking in and I really think we have to train our um, neurological systems and our emotional systems our set point isn't presence it's not joy it's usually um, it can be positivity if we've worked on that but usually our emotional set point is not those things and so we have to teach ourselves um, and teach our nervous system that this is what it feels like to be present this is what it feels like to be calm um, and as you said, it is yeah a, a constant or just being mindful about it as much as we can.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's, it's several times a day you have to do it. You know, it's not just one time in the morning and that's it, you know, several times a day. Um, so there's a so. I'll be honest, whenever I, whenever I hear anybody talking about narcissism or, or a narcissist, it's like, I don't really know what that's like. Maybe I've just been, maybe I'm very innocent and I haven't experienced that myself. I know a lot of people do, but um, like, can you talk about, about that, about healing the narcissist wound and, you know, other forms of re- relationship toxins? I mean, I guess I've, I had it in the past, long time ago, you know, like, you know, my first, my first husband was like that. But um, ever since then, I have not, you know, so it's like, I don't really know. So I, I said, th- that is not where I would be helpful to anybody because like, I, I, I didn't get
1: it. <laughs> so um, I'd love to talk about it. And I do see your question, Amy, and um, we'll talk about that too. And I can address that. That's a great question. Um, the narcissist wound. So this really came up. I was recently teaching um, a a, census, a class for sensitives and every single person on that call had some sort of a history with narcissists, whether that was ending a toxic relationship, being in an abusive relationship, um, whether it was business partnerships, friendships, everybody that was there had something happening. And there was a lot of woundedness around that. And so that really encouraged me to want to dive more deeply into the narcissist wound and how do we heal when we've had people who've been in our life who were harmful to us or hurtful to us. Um, And I think that the step one for doing that is being able to acknowledge when we've been wounded or when we've been, um, uh, see yes, the narcissistic abuse, please. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's being able to acknowledge the narcissistic abuse. I think as energy sensitives, one of the beautiful things that we bring to the table is this um, ability to see the best in people. And we often bring the best out in people and we reflect and we mirror back these um, gifts that we can see in them. And sometimes we even see them wanting to better their potential and wanting to be a better individual. And we reflect and encourage that. And yet in their personal life or in their daily life, they're not necessarily making those choices for themselves. Mm -hmm. So we often see the potential and their capacity to grow. and we reflect that back. Um, and I think what can happen in those kinds of relationships is energy sensitives, as giving and giving and giving and trusting and trusting and trusting. And oftentimes what happens is we get really burned or we get really hurt or damaged from that. And so this group of individuals that I was working with had so much woundedness around that and a lot of wounding around self-trust and how did I end up in these circumstances and can I trust myself to make decisions in a relationship. And there's a lot of things that I believe that we need to do to heal the narcissist wound. So this could be a whole other conversation topic um, in and of itself. But I think the biggest pieces is to realize is that you're not dealing with somebody who is coming to the table with the same deck of cards as you. You are dealing with, yes, they do. They pull the rug out from underneath you. That's exactly it. You are dealing with somebody, if you were sitting down at, we'll say, our metaphorical card game. You showed up thinking, I'm going to play my best hand and I hope I win and I'm going to have fun while doing it. They showed up with a stack deck, <laughs> loaded dice. They probably paid off whoever's um, refereeing the game, Um, you know, and they're willing to do anything in order to to win the hand. And so I think part of healing the narcissist wound is really allowing ourselves to develop our inner discernment and our inner wisdom, and we have to be willing to call a spade a spade in the sense of recognizing when somebody is consistently making choices that are not about love or light or bettering humanity, but that are really self-involved choices. Um, And so I think there's an acknowledgement of the wound and then there's process work that has to be done around our relationship with self-trust and asking ourselves the questions, how did I get pulled into this and what can I learn from this? So a few thoughts and they do it passive aggressively. So we can't see it coming. Yeah, absolutely, Linda. Um, You know, it's such a good point that you're bringing up because often we don't anticipate what's going to happen. And I was just really saddened and astonished by the amount of stories that everybody shared the last time I was teaching on this and the kinds of things that they've been through. Um, I think the other piece too, is being able to trust the energy of somebody and really ask ourselves, does this person feel good to me? Or is something sticky about them? And if something feels a little off, or I always use the word sticky, because sticky doesn't necessarily mean um, it's all bad, um, but you know, if something doesn't feel clean and clear to me, um, I think our body holds a lot of wisdom for asking ourselves, how am I experiencing this person? Um, if something feels sticky, that's a really good yellow light to slow down. And proceed with caution Mm -hmm. and be yeah either not engage or just be very mindful about engagement wow so
0: it's it's sad for me to hear that there's so many people who you know are being challenged with those types of relationships you know it's like I wish they all had wonderful relationships like I have but you know I had one like that too I'll be honest I had one too so I get it but it's like oh it's, it just, it just hurts. It hurts. It hurts my heart. Um, yes, yeah,
1: it, it does hurt. And a lot of times, and you're so fortunate that you, you know, had the one and that you've moved into such a more supportive place. Um, a yeah. lot of times energetically sensitive people can be magnets for um, those kinds of toxic individuals, um, especially when we're not aware that that kind of toxicity exists. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, uh, just healing generally some of our wounds that I mean something just came up today for me which is like an old wound but there was a little twist to it that came up and I'm like still processing it's like oh my god you know so it's like it's interesting what something that's just come to light But it's like when we have these old wounds that, you know, we think we've healed them because we've done so much work. I mean, most of the people on these calls have done a lot of work, let's face it, right? But still sometimes there's a new piece that comes through and we do get stuck in the story. It is hard sometimes for us to shift that narrative or just, you know, to see a different side to a story, you know, and... um, I'm dealing with it. <laughs> so let, let, let's, let's talk about that. How can we shift the narrative of our stories, especially the ones that have been like you know really deeply wounding and have had such a huge effect on us? How can we start to heal that now so that we can move forward and not let it stop us from creating what we would like?
1: I think one of the things that we need to do is make space for the wound. It doesn't mean we have to stay in it, but I think a lot of times as we try and heal our stories and heal our um, relationship with, I always think of it as our younger selves, right? Our, our The self who got the wound in the first place. Um, I think a lot of times we just want to have it healed and be done with it. And so I think acknowledging that there might be some part of us who is I don't want to say always wounded, but who's still in touch with that wound. Um, I think sometimes we just have to make space for that so that we can recognize, oh, hello, this is the wounded part of me speaking. You know, this is whether we think of it as my younger self, my wounded self, this is the old story. This is the old narrative. Um, You know, we have to be able to see it for what it is and not beat ourselves up that that narrative is still there or that old part of ourself is still there. Um, Because for many of us that wounded part of ourselves. it was our gateway to healing. It might have been how we opened to our intuitive gifts or how we learned about our gifts. Um, I mean, a lot of lessons for many of us have come from the wounded part. I'm thinking of that uh, Rumi quote about, you know, the wound is where the light enters. Um, And so a lot of transformation can take place in that space. But I like to recognize it as an old story. And I really work with the narrative within myself of what am I transforming in my life right now, and what am I creating? And for me, when I think about old stories, that's something that I'm continually working on transforming: is leaving those old stories behind and creating a new story in its place. And I find that narrative really helpful because it gives me a choice, and it's not disempowering to say, "Oh, I'm back in the old story again." You know, I did it; mm-hmm. I fell back into this older self. Um, it's more this reminder that we're transforming that part of our ourselves, and that we are embracing a new story. Um, And the other really important piece that I want to bring up is that everybody on this call has to realize that so much of whatever it is that your specific wounds are, and whatever it is, if you made a a laundry list and said, these are all the spots in my life that are sort of these core wounds, we all um, are, I believe, carried these wounds are signed up on a soul contract level to say, yes, I'll take this woundedness because we're healing so much more than just ourselves. Mm -hmm. So many of us are healing um, our ancestral line. We're healing karma around that. We're healing, you know, deep personal healing that ends up helping with the collective. Um, And so I think that's a piece too, to realize is that we tend to personalize when we fall into the old story. But, you know, for many of us, we said, I will take on the story or allow this be part of my experience because I know that I can be a change or yeah a, a catalyst for change through mm-hmm. my own healing journey um, so I think that helps too because it depersonalizes it some and helps us purpose our pain so that we can do something more transformative with it
0: I think that's something we have to remind ourselves of <laughs> constantly. It's like, okay, this is not just for me personally, but as you know, it's probably clearing and healing some ancestral wounds as well, genetic wounds as well. You know, the collective wounds as well. That's the only way I can get through it. <laughs> it's like, okay, it's not just me. It's, you know, it's also other stuff going on here. The, look at the bigger picture, right? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Um, all right. so. How about we take some questions? Because
1: Yeah, I see a couple in the chat box. So um, is, is yeah. that okay if I just start with what people sure. have already written down? Okay, yeah. so I see Amy, uh, a question around the Delta surges and the stripe about the mask and vaccines and going back to work. And then I see another one about a reference to the vaccine. So mm-hmm. let me, Amy, let me start with your question. Um, So isn't that the question right now? Um, You know, how do we stay in a stable place with so much going on around us and so much strife around COVID and disagreement around it as well? Um, You know, first of all, my biggest advice for that is to know what your truth is on it, which might be different from my truth. Um, But I really think right now with so much information out there that we are really being invited to wade through information as best we know how and really ask our heart and our spiritual guidance of what's the highest choice for me. And that sounds so simple, um, but if you think about the amount of times that we get knocked out of our stream because of what somebody else says or what they're choosing to do, um, it's actually can be hard to do. And I think it's a core thing to do. Um, I think as you go back to work, Amy, and are kind of being surrounded with, you know, the surge and the Delta virus and all of these things that are COVID related, if you can find, like, have something to anchor into, like, what's my truth on this? What am I doing? What do I feel called to do to keep myself safe and to keep myself as grounded as possible? And you have a way to come back into that. That's the best way that I know how to deal with all the changing energy around it. Um, I think about this as creating like a home base or a safe place and just being able to come back to what holds true for me. The other thing that comes to mind as well, and I think this is a really important one, is right now there's such a divide between people who um, might feel differently on this. Um, Some people have been vaccinated, other people have not, and they have reasons that they haven't wanted to do that, and it is so easy to make an enemy out of each other. And it's so easy to, I think, become divided and to see people who aren't our enemy as our enemy because there's all these sides being taken up. And so something that I have to come back to a lot within myself is recognizing that the real enemy is strife and its division and its fear of one another. Um, and it is any time that we fall into looking at somebody else and feeling like they're against us because they don't believe the same way that we do. Um, and so for me personally, like that's how I have been working with the energies right now. And when somebody sees something differently than me or has a different opinion or idea about it than I do um, like that's what I'm doing is coming back into the space Um, and again continuing to hold everything up in the highest good and ask that healing be brought in and ask that that we're all guided on our individual paths. So I know that's a lot of information, but COVID's a lot, um, you know, and it's been evolving. Um, When I opened the Akashic Records on it back in the year 2020, and I've not been back in the records in a while, um, I've been a little bit, it's a big thing to go in and to open up these huge energies that affect the collective. But, you know, my sense of COVID is that one of the reasons that it was here was in order to sort of disrupt life as we knew it and to encourage us to begin to think about each other in ways that not everybody was stopping to think about each other. You know, I have felt that it's here to help move humanity forwards, even though um, a lot of harm and hurt and hard things have come from it. Um, and so my sense of COVID is that it has kind of been evolving as we've evolved, and we've evolved our responses and our actions to it. Um, So I would come up with a mantra, Amy, and I would come up with some sort of a prayer and something that you can bring yourself back into in order to find stability um, as you go back into the workforce. And I see the question about reference to the vaccines um, and not having the vaccine. My personal sense on the vaccines, and I'll just tell you where I'm at, like I've been vaccinated when I checked in with my spiritual guidance that did not feel out of alignment for me, it felt safe, it felt fine. I know people who are waiting and I know people who that has not felt good to and that are not, um, they feel that it's not something that's in their highest alignment, so if you have something more specific about your question about the vaccines, I'm happy to answer it. Um, you know, it's it's a it's a difficult one, and as I said, I feel like the sense of division that has come from it in many ways is making us see each other as an enemy based on a choice, and I don't believe that's the intention, and I don't believe that that's in the highest good of love or where the highest guidance is right now. And you know, it. it
0: I mean, obviously, I mean, I have never even, <laughs> I've never judged anybody either way, get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, I don't care. You know, it's like, that's your personal choice. Everybody in my family has had the vaccine. Me and my husband are the last, the holdouts, <laughs> you know? We're the last holdouts and we both were like, we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait, we're gonna wait. We don't really need it because we're in a small village. We don't go anywhere, we don't see anybody. You know, like there's nothing, there's 87 people in the village, you know, like, that's it. We go to the grocery store once a week, you know, and we, we wear a mask, right? That That's it. So I was like, well, we don't really, like, we're okay, but then when it, when it comes down for me personally, it was like, all right, is it limiting my life in some way not getting the vaccine? Yes. Because I want to go and uh, go to Canada and the US in the fall to visit my family. And if I don't have the vaccine, I can't go. So that's, you know, that, so that's limiting my life and my choices. So if that means, you know, if that means getting the vaccine, being able to go and travel and visit my family, you know, then yes, okay, fine. It's just like if I was going to Nigeria, I would need certain shots in order to, to, to be healthy and, and and go there. So it's like, okay, so I'm, my mindset is that I'm taking it so I can continue to create my life, you know, instead of stopping me from doing what I want, right? But you know, everybody, it's your own choice. I have, I've never even, i you know, this whole divisive, divisiveness, it never even once crossed my mind. You know, I don't care. It's your body. It's your choice. You do what works for you. You know, I really like, I don't understand how, why people are getting into that drama at all. I don't get it. You know? Well, one
1: thing one thing I can share, which is really interesting, and this has come from doing Akashic Records work, is I've done readings for people who are, you know, who if we want to stay on either side. Um, and it is really easy for me to see when I'm in their records that certain people just soul contracted to say, like, I know some people who feel very strongly about it and don't want to have it. And I could very easily see that this person came into this life to explore what healing is that they are not somebody who was ever meant to follow mainstream medical things, um, and that they've got sole purpose in learning about that. Um, and so there is a piece here of, as you said, um, that I think we all have different choices, we make them for different reasons. But there's a soul piece here that I've really seen where many people just said, this is how I want to experience myself in this lifetime. Um, And that's been helpful for me because when you work with the records or guidance from the angels, everybody's so loved. They are so supported on their spiritual journeys. They are so not judged for the choices they make. And that has really helped me um, tap into that same unconditional love. But As with you, I saw it as something um, for freedom for myself. And for me personally, I'm choreographing this fall and I would not be able to do so had I not been vaccinated. So I saw it as continuing to um, open the door for me to do the things that I love to do um, and that I need to do to make my income, so.
0: Yeah, and you know, and like everybody knows my whole family is in Canada and, and and in the US. And so if God forbid something happened to my parents or my son, you know, I would never forgive myself, you know, it's like, no, I I would not want to be, I would not want to be stopped from visiting my family, especially if something bad was happening. I I would just, it would just be so devastating because it happened once where, you know, for some other reason. And I was like, I I was like, so upset that somebody died and I couldn't be there because I was just so far away and blah, blah, blah. I I was just like, it's like, oh, it killed me. So it's like, I don't want to be in that position again. So God forbid something does happen. I want to be able to go, you know, and that's it. So I will do whatever it takes to be able to see my son, see my parents if need be. And that's my priority, that's my choice. And if somebody doesn't like it, I'm not going to apologize for that. I don't think there's anything, um, you know, anything anybody can say about, about that. Is that being selfish? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> maybe, but that's, you know, again, that's me. My, my, my family is uh,
1: number one. Um, I see a couple of questions in the chat box. So um, let me um, let me answer both of them. Um, so I see this question about, let me do the one that's the vaccine first, and then I'll, I'll do your question, Angela, about boundaries. Um, okay, beautiful. Oh, thank you, Kim, I appreciate that. Um, and appreciate the feedback. Um, So the question about the man-made synthetic protein and can I share anything? I'm going to tell everybody on this call the guidance that I received when I asked about, um, I guess this is the vaccine that we're talking about. um, And I was told that in this world where you have so many things that are harmful toxins and pollutants and from everything and the foods we eat to all the gen- genetically modified things, um, this is and you're you're afraid that this is going about putting this in your body. And there was almost this like amusement from the angels that came through that really was about you are surrounded by a lot of toxins in your environment. Um, you know, this is not going to be, this is for me. This is not going to be something that is harmful or hurtful to you. So the way that I chose to work with it, um, was to, when I went in, it was to purpose the vaccine and say, this is giving me freedom. This is something that is going to allow me to do the things I wanna do. And I really just set an energetic boundary around my body and said, you're going to take this and you're going to use it for safety and protection and healing. And I said a prayer that if there was any negative effects that those be mitigated. So I can share that. Um, I don't really have anything else about the information about the man-made synthetic protein other than to share with you what I was told and how I chose to work with it. Um, and that worked really well for me and I didn't have any ab reactions. And you know, I just really told my body what I wanted it to do with it. And I will say this is our body's very wise. It knows how to bring us into balance and it knows how to bring healing into ourselves. So as you make decisions about this, um, tell your body what you want it to do. Tell your body how you want it to respond. Um, Okay, I'm seeing more questions. Um, anyways, oh, yes.
0: I don't want to forget that the people that raised their hands long time ago as well, because there's people that have raised their hands long time okay. ago and they're like probably wondering like,
1: what about my question, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I see that. Well, okay, let me let yeah. me finish up these two and then um, we'll, we'll go with the hands that are raised. Um, let me let me zigzag into this one. I see what do we do when we are trying to strengthen our boundaries and people around us are pushing their own agenda. I'm a big fan of, um, not giving energetic consent to things that I don't want to give consent to. And I really feel that strengthening our boundaries starts inside of us. Boundaries are really an inside job. We set the tone inside of ourselves and say, I am not okay with this. Um, And I feel like that kind of radiates out from us. So when somebody around you is really pushing their agenda and that agenda does not agree with your truth and this is for anything, where we're talking about um, you know COVID, the vaccine relationships, whatever it is. This could be for anything. I think it really comes down to knowing what we believe in our hearts. And really saying, this is where I'm at. This is what my truth is. And aligning with our truth and aligning with that internal boundary inside of us. Um, And so a lot of times, if I have somebody who is wanting to take me in a different direction than I want to go, I will, um, you know, I'll give a good example. As an empath, I no longer energetically consent to walking through the grocery store and being the person that people are just drawn to, where they start talking about how bad their day was. That used to happen to me all the time, it's sort of like like people sensed I was healing energy and they would just glom on um, and, you know, uh, this would be in the course of day-to-day life and I really started putting the energetic boundary out there of I'm no longer willing to do that. When I'm on my personal time, I want to be in my personal time, I don't want to be drawn into other people. People's things um, And that was a very specific energetic boundary that I set within me. And that's what really allowed me to shift my external boundaries and learn to say no or whatever that looked like. So that's my advice on that. Start within you. And like I told Amy, develop some sort of a home base that you can come back to about what your boundaries are, what you believe, and what your what your energy is. Um, and we will do a little bit of that today, something really simple that I'm going to do when we do our guided meditation um, to help each of us come back to our own empowered energy. So, awesome. all right. <laughs> um, should I, I, I see questions. Well, Lots of, lots of lots of triggers,
0: lots of triggers today and on, on on the call. It's like wow, interesting conversation. So many people are being triggered. Hmm. All right, Mystic, you you had your hand raised a while ago. I think. There, you wanna unmute yourself? Hi, Mystic. Hello, beautiful. Hi,
2: Caroline or Mystic. I just put some names up there. <laughs> changed changing day to day. It's fun.
0: <laughs> Why not? Right? Um.
2: Yeah. um akashic records are you able to give me an answer for for something quick i can i've done a a lot of healing in my day and i've done a lot of uh, emotional processing that's part of my journey and as a healer and everything else and so what's coming up these days is the men who have raped and abused me in the past and they're all coming up in my face, either in my dream or as I close my eyes to meditate and they're there. And I'm feeling some, some, some anger coming up that I thought was resolved. And so going deeper into that, like, do you see something in the Akashic records? Because there's, there's another thing that happened, which was felt just, just hmm, kind of to me, right? Like things that make you go, hmm. Um, I was at the lake a couple of days ago and it was just just in very much at peace, just walking very slowly, just enjoying the breeze and connecting with nature. And two men gave me specific look at my face smile, hey you baby, kind of thing. And I'm going, hmm, that's weird. So is that still in my in my sure. Right? So-
1: a couple of things are coming through as you're Thank asking you. your question. Yeah, sure. You're welcome. Um, so first of all, part of what seems like it's happening right now is like as a, the earth itself and I think the consciousness of feminine energy is really going through a massive healing, um, very massive healing. And so my sense of why this is coming up for you right now, when we were talking earlier about the idea of healing, not only for ourselves, but healing for the collective, it feels like that's one of the reasons this is coming up for you and the anger's coming up for you. Um, when you said you were angry, I thought, fantastic, you should be angry. That feels really constructive to me right now. You know, it doesn't feel like a place that you're going to stay, but it does feel like it's coming to your consciousness and has kind of been running. Rising up in you in order to be felt and expressed and in order to be healed and what it feels like, like your question of these two men, it doesn't feel like there is um, something that you haven't resolved and it doesn't feel like there's like a new lesson or something like that, that you're meant to learn. That's not what I'm getting at all. It really feels more like you are going through old trauma in order to bring it to a deeper space of healing within yourself. And something else that I can offer you is that the records themselves have been clearing out old trauma um, and they have been shifting and how records clear out trauma. I don't know what that brings to to your mind when I hear the records are being cleared of trauma. I was like, does somebody like dump a bunch of books out in the sky? You know, that's kind of what it sounds like. Like what happens to it? Um, It's healed through us healing ourselves. So this idea of the records containing the history of trauma and the history of rape and abuse of culture and all of that. And as the earth is healing herself, part of how the records clear themselves and clear out some of the old energy is through us doing our individual healing work. So I get the sense that not only is it for the collective, um, but that you're
2: supporting the records and the work that you're doing. Great. Right. Do you feel I should do this on my own or with the support of a healer? Because it's pretty, it's pretty I I mean, I've done a lot of work. I feel like if I fall into it, will I be able to do it myself to clear it or? You can
1: do it yourself to clear it because you are well-supported and you are well-resourced. Having said that, if you're drawn to a healer, and it might just be like a session, one or two things, it might feel good for you to like be in a container and be supported by somebody that's not just yourself, but it doesn't feel like you have to have that in order to clear it. It just might be something nice for you so that you are able to receive from somebody and have them hold space.
2: Thank
1: you. You're so welcome, and your horses will help you too. I'm <laughs> just seeing them in the background. Yeah, there's there's some, there's something something there for you that that feels very profoundly healing. So
2: so you're welcome. They're they're a beautiful with, with the horses because my horse passed away in 2017. Who's behind? Is it a picture behind you? Yes, it's a picture. Yeah. Yeah. Something about that
1: relationship there. Um, okay. I get the feeling. Yeah. There's something. Um, there's something about that relationship there that was deeply healing, but it, it still feels deeply supportive.
2: It is. Yeah. His name is Merlin and he's all around me.
1: Okay. There. Okay. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm sensing. I was like, something's happening with the horse. So, um, thank you for clarifying you, that. Yeah. I love his name. You. You're welcome. That's so. beautiful. Thank you, Caroline. All right. Thanks. All right. All right. Uh, well, one, yeah. I see a couple other hands up and then I can bounce back to the questions yeah. in the chat box. Um, I think Linda's had mm-hmm. her hand up. I see Rebecca too. Yeah. So Linda, you're up. Hi, this has been really good, and I really enjoy all your
3: perspectives. Um, But I had a weird dream, and I don't know what exactly it meant. Um, My husband um, is a narcissist, and he's kind of nasty, but for reasons that I need to keep, um, I have to stay. Um, But he goes and he does a lot of horseback riding, and the dream was that I saw the horse, but not
1: the rider. Interesting. Okay. Um, let me, have you, have you done any exploration in your dream? Like any dream journaling, anything like that to explore it?
3: I usually don't stay long enough to record them, but this one was so impressive. It just happened two days ago. So that's what I'd like to know what they have to say about it.
1: Yeah. I'm feeling into this a little bit for you. Um, So part of what comes through for this is the horse um, that you saw in your dream, the horse is a messenger, um, and it feels like it would be really helpful for you to do a little bit of research on looking up um, like the association with horses, you know, what's their, like spiritually, like what's the meaning behind them? There's something really symbolic about it that I can feel for you, and I feel like there would be a fun sort of a doorway to step into to do some exploration to see Um, to see what changes. But the bigger thing that's coming through, and this is really interesting, is I feel like even though you're still married, I feel like you've separated your energy out in a way, like, I mean, I can really feel it. You know, like you've really taken back your energy and you've managed to somehow separate it out um, from him. Um, And the sense that I get is that like, I keep hearing like stand tall, stand strong. You're standing strong. You've really strengthened something within yourself. So to me, this feels like a really positive dream. Um, It feels like there's something about, I feel like if you look up horses, there's going to be some attribute or something that you relate to that really helps reflect something that you've experienced on your journey, Um, yeah, it's, there's a lot of angelic energy, like angels at my back right now saying that. So look into that, but it feels really positive for you. Um, and there might be a piece there of, you know, even seeing yourself as a horse or the metaphor of that and shaking yourself free and just being like bareback, you know, nobody's on you, nobody's riding you, you're wild and free. There's something there that feels really beautiful and liberating. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. What a fun question. I yeah. love your dreams.
0: Thank you, Linda. That was yeah. great. Um, Rebecca.
3: Hi there. Hey. Hi, Rebecca. <laughs> so what a great, what great timing. I just got home from a meeting and pulled up Alara's email and I saw the narcissist word. <laughs> 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 <Yes>. <laughs> so like a lot of empaths, I have a history of it, starting with my mother and I'm currently living with one A male roommate who's I've never been romantically involved with, but it feels like there's a lot of karma between us, and I've been just slowly like disentangling this stuff, and it has truly allowed me to heal much more deeply my mother wounds, but I'm just wondering if there's anything kind of for the whole collective because I know a lot of us that are super spiritual and empathic, we we end up being targets for them and thank God this information is starting to become readily available, because otherwise we could flounder out there for decades like I have, you know, going in and out of relationships with these people and not realizing, like, this is pointless. (laughs) And um, my ancestors have come to me recently and said, you know, I'm clearing all kinds of stuff for my ancestral lineage, um, uh, incest, sexual abuse, and satanic ritual abuse. And somehow or another, this narcissist piece, seems really integral to the whole picture. And I'm not quite sure what that is, but I guess that's my question. And, okay. and how can how can we all finish disentangling ourselves from these relationships that t- to me, I think they're holding me back?
1: Absolutely. So I think one of the hardest things about narcissists and those kinds of relationships is that, we almost have to shift our paradigm of self in order to disentangle ourselves. Um, And for most of us, it is in our nature to, as we talked about earlier, see the best in somebody or see their potential or see what they could be. And many of us even bring that out because the individual is borrowing like spiritual strength or ego strength from us. So they might even shine a little bit brighter or be more in touch with their light when they're around us. So that's the dynamic that's happening. And to shift our paradigm and to really do that, thinking of that Maya Angelou quote, where she says, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them, you know, to shift into the first time you see that kind of behavior, you just know gates up, you are not my person, you know, and I need to run away. It's fairly challenging to do. So we're definitely being called into bigger discernment and bigger wisdom right now. You know, when you talk about specifically the narcissist wound and how that's tangled up in generational trauma, and, you know, you mentioned satanic ritual abuse um and all of those things um a lot of what comes through on that is for a lot of the people who inflicted the trauma they were narcissists you know they were yeah there's a a self-centered narcissistic very dark energy attached to not you just everything that you referenced in that i can feel it Um, And so when you think about why is the narcissist wound coming up right now, and why am I being asked to heal it, it's another layer of that trauma. And it's healing from individuals who might even look shiny or look good on the surface, but who have ill intent. So that's why it feels like it's coming up for you right now in this really personal kind of way. Um, I think that Healing it is one doing our own process work around it. I, as I said, understanding how we got whether it sucked into it sometimes we walked into it really willingly you know we don't come out of the womb and somebody gives us a book that says congratulations you're an empath here's what you need to know in order to navigate life and there's a special section on narcissistic individuals and all the warning signs of what to be aware of you know most of us learn about these things by falling into a relationship with them so i agree with you isn't it great that there's all this information coming out right now most of us had to learn from experience but I think the key to freeing ourselves is doing the process work. And then I think there's some energy work around it of really severing emotional ties or severing energetic cords. Um, you know, I think we heal our emotions by doing the work, but I think we heal our energy by severing and releasing any cords where we still might be attached for them. And to me, that's really somatic work. You know, that's like sitting down in our body, sitting down in our energy and saying, when I think of this person, where am I still carrying this inside of me? You know, do I have any sense of a cord? Do I have any sense of an attachment, and I think that's where we really are invited to call on something bigger than ourselves, call on source, call on Archangel Michael, you know, he's always good for these things, call on whatever resonates with us for higher guidance and power, and ask that that cord be released or dissolved, um, Sometimes I'll call in their guardian angel when I'm trying to do release work and I'll picture like handing the cord or whatever energy I'm holding, I'll just picture handing it over to the guardian angel and saying like, I don't want this anymore. You take it. They need to learn their lessons a different way. I'm not interested in being the recipient or the keeper of their stuff. Um, So, you know, take care of them as best you can. That always feels really good to me because I'm giving it to something higher. So, um, hopefully does that help some ideas? That does.
3: That does. I haven't done so much the somatic stuff. I'm a healer too. And I do cord cutting and soul retrieval and stuff. So I've been doing that. Like God, sometimes almost daily basis, you know, with him, whenever he like acts up again or, you know, does stuff. And I feel like I'm so close to being out of here. In fact, it's like 44 days is the plan and I'm, and I'm, and I'm out of here, um, but I do feel like it's very much tied to my identity, right? There's some subconscious energy within me that allowed me to be, like, walk blindly into this, right? Like I had blinders on, and it's like, oh, I see the nice side of people, um, and yeah, it just feels like there's like, it's just a, like a, a a tweak, an insight, a something that's gonna just make it all go poof, you know. Um, And maybe it's that somatic piece and giving this stuff back to his guardian angel. I like that idea. Um, I go in and out of compassion for him and then he does stuff and I get pissed off and and then I have to go away. And right now I'm currently working on just, it's almost like he becomes invisible to me. Like, can't see you, can't hear you. Like, you, you don't exist within this realm. This is my sacred space. And that includes my mind, my soul, my heart, my body.
1: Wow, you've you so I will just affirm like you really are doing the work and you've really done the work um I you might explore in your own time if there's any hook that's a core wound being attached to self-worth or I deserve to be treated like this young really younger stuff is what it feels like it feels like that's the subconscious there's a hook somewhere in there so I know you'll take that and run with it and find what you need um oh Mm -hmm. angel my back so yes so 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 go go with that that feels. like the final piece and also i think when you like when you can physically leave that's going to be huge
3: wonderful thank you yeah you're welcome you're so great thank
0: you awesome thank you rebecca 44 days (laughs) 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 great awesome um all right so where are we at where are we at where are we at i
1: see i still know there's a few questions there and then i i see i think patricia (laughs) you have your hand up Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll, I'll go on ahead and do that. And then I'll, um, I will pop in into the chat box, so. Yeah, awesome. Pat, go ahead. Okay, hello, thank you so much for your wisdom. <clears throat>
2: it's great being with the group here. I always love being with Alara. <clears throat> but I, I'm asking you about the guidance I've been receiving to step into empowerment moments of my life to help me feel more balanced as I'm walking.
1: Like, do you mean physically balanced as you're walking or just, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And so what, what, sorry. And your question is,
2: is, is there a message for me that you might help me understand more for me to help me energetically balance more?
1: Yeah. Um, I'm feeling into this a little bit. It's interesting. Um, and like, can I ask you a, a question like with the balance part, is this something like, how long has this been
2: going on? It's been going on for a year or two about two years okay and And some days it's it's better than other days and i thought maybe the human residence was affecting me too
1: well it's so interesting that you that you bring this up because my first thought was that your energy has been expanding and something with like your electromagnetic field and your heart it feels like a really big expansion has been happening for you Okay. So you identify with that. Yeah. So when you bring up, when you bring up um, the Schumann's residence and all of that, um, you're very sensitive to the earth and you're very sensitive to the energetic. I want to say like grid lines or the magnetism of the earth. Okay. You know this about yourself. Um, Yeah. So part of what I'm feeling in terms of, um, oh yeah, you've really been going through a really big alignment. Haven't you? And yes. you've been realigning yourself as the earth is realigning herself. And she's still out of balance, which means you are still out of balance. Okay. So, okay. I'm so glad that you're following all of this because you're, you're yes. right here with me, aren't you? So here, here's what I can offer you and what's coming through for guidance is as you're working with the concept of balance okay. and as you're working with the earth itself, Um, You know, whether it's multiple times a day or even just once a day, um, do some sort of a prayer where you just ask that your heart be harmonized to the the earth, that your heart be harmonized to the grid, and that you be brought into balance and equilibrium with the earth herself today. Yeah, and I would do that every day because she's shifting and and you're going to shift. So um, Earth Warrior comes through. So you're meant to experience this, but I think you can constructively work with it. Um, Oh, that's wonderful. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you. You. What a great question. Thanks for asking. Much love. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Pat. Yay. Hopefully that's helpful. Yes,
1: it is. Very much. Good. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. I love it. So many questions. So little time. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, I'm trying to see if there's Oh, the, the question in the chat was from um, uh, Bianca about freedom and autonomy for the collective. For example, are people going to be pushing back on mandates? Is there a bigger lesson at play?
1: So um, I do think there's a bigger lesson at play, you know, and I think that part of what we have to understand is that part of our experience on this planet is polarity um, and, you know, not so much in a divided way. But to experience the extremes, we mm-hmm. experience the light and the darkness, you know, we experience the highs and the lows and all of those things that come with um, our human journey. And so, you know, when you ask the question of my thoughts around freedom and autonomy and the collective, you know, I think there's a check and balance that's happening on more like a cosmic level. When we look at like how much do, does the government mandate, how much does it, um, say this is what needs to happen and then where does the individual step in, Um, I think we're seeing that bigger cosmic lesson of kind of things going back and forth, and I think a lot of times we see one extreme in order to see Um, not necessarily another extreme, but things will swing the other way. So I do see that bigger lesson of balancing the needs of the collective versus the individual, balancing the rights. Um, And I think that what's the lesson? Right now, I think we're meant to have dialogues around this. I think we're meant to challenge our perspectives and challenge how we see things. And I think this needs to happen on a global level in order for, in the future, new systems to be put in place. So I do see there um, being a purpose to all of it. You know, I think for each of us personally, when you ask about the concept of freedom and autonomy, that we are invited to step into our soul sovereignty in bigger ways. And again, going back to what's your truth, what's your wisdom, what is your understanding of these things? Um, I really think that's where personal freedom is found, regardless of what's happening in the conditions, I guess, in the collective, you know, I think our personal freedom is found in empowering ourselves to be where we're at, and to know where we stand on the issue. So um, just those are a few thoughts. Um, And yes, are people going to be pushing back on mandates? Of course, they already are. You know, that's just, I just think we're going to see a lot more of it. Um, And coming back to we called it the safe place the home base inside of ourselves being able to come back to ourselves and not being afraid to ask ourselves the hard question and to challenge our own beliefs and thoughts around it um I don't think we ever need to be threatened when somebody believes differently I think we can always ask ourselves you know do I still believe this does this still hold true for me and use it as a chance to realign with our truth so um I see a question that I want to to answer really quickly here. Um, Just what happens if you're being told that you're a narcissistic and how do you heal this? Um, Well, first of all, I don't know who's giving you this feedback, Eve. Um, it's an interesting question. And usually people who are truly narcissistic aren't asking that question. And they're not asking, how do I deal with this? And how do I heal from this? Um, but my best advice on that is if you have been receiving that feedback and more than one person has told you, you know, I would really think about finding a healing professional that you can talk to and say most likely a therapist or somebody who has expertise on that Um, and self-education goes a long way of reading articles and finding books. Um, Educate yourself on what that means for you and think about calling in some support in your life in order to gain awareness of why might you have received that feedback, what might you be doing that you could work on changing. Um, I think accountability definitely helps when you're breaking an old pattern and stepping out of an old pattern. And the fact that you're asking this question tells me that you want the growth and there's a lot of room for change there. So um, those would be my ideas on how to start. Mm-hmm. Awesome.
0: Um, so Stella has her hand raised. So we're just going to take one or two more quick questions because then I want to talk about a special offer and we'll want to do the guided um, activation Perfect. as well, right? Yes. So Stella, you want to un- unmute yourself? yes hi how are you good how are you you, how are you (laughs) i I have my my face okay so you can Mm -hmm. see my face yeah Uh,
3: i like to know here lately i've been having itching all over my body and mostly around my private parts down below it's an itching that i don't know what it is what it causes what what is it coming from i mean I just feel like very tired and exhausted, but that itching is driving me crazy. I put creams, I, I don't know what to do anymore.
1: <laughs> have you, and just a quick question. Have you, did you, have you talked to a doctor or like gotten tested or seen if there's something going on?
3: Well, I do. I am taking antibiotics
0: for H. pylori.
1: So, okay, so you're on dead. antibiotics, um, allergic reaction comes through and I can't quite feel what it is, but it feels like you're having some sort of an allergic reaction that's been, that's been going on. Um, I also feel like there is some healing that's happening in like your root chakra and your base chakra area, which would Mm -hmm. be around like where your hips are and where your pelvis is. Mm -hmm. But I feel like there's something that's happening allergically that's going on with you. And so it might be helpful to see like a, if you have access to it, like somebody who does like allergy testing or do who does skin testing for that, because like that's what's coming through. Is there something that is um, allergic reaction, some sort of toxic mm-hmm. to. okay. okay, thank you
2: very much. You're thank welcome. You.
1: Thank you, Stella. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. I feel better.
2: Thank
0: you. Yeah, thank you. Too.
1: Yes, we hope it heals fast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Um,
0: Linda says, "I was personally attacked for my beliefs in, in, meaning not getting the vaccine. She really went off on me and told me
1: would get very ill as the vaccine was so the only way to heal." Yeah. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not, not surprised by that. Um, not you, the being attacked by it is what we were talking about, talking about earlier. So, um, I'm sorry that happened, Linda. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Uh,
0: Iwana says, please, can I get clarity why I feel so much anger for weeks now? It was very tiring and confusing, and I don't know why I'm going through this.
1: Lots of stuff coming up. So this is interesting too, and I'm going to loop back a little bit to, I don't know specifically what the anger uh, was or is about for you, but um, it feels almost like this sacred rage. Not that you experienced it in a way that maybe necessarily felt sacred, um, but that's what, that's what I get from you. Like when we talk about the earth going through healing right now and how there is healing going on in the Akashic records and healing that is going on on a collective level, that's with anger feels like that um, it was about. And I definitely get the sense that it wasn't easy for you to see a discernible trigger. There wasn't a big reason that it was coming up. You were just having these sort of amorphous experiences of feeling really angry. Um, But what I feel with that is bigger healing going on. And it's interesting. I'm getting the same thing for you that I got um, when Caroline asked with this idea of that sacred rage and sacred healing of the feminine. So it does feel like there was a purpose to it. um, And that's what that was about for you. And I guess what I would share with that is if you continue to feel anger, allow yourself the space to heal, to feel it and to express it. And you can even purpose it and say, I purpose this as sacred rage. And as I allow myself to feel angry and I allow myself to work through it or to constructively do it, I offer this up for healing on behalf of the collective. That's a great way to work with undesirable emotional states that don't always feel good. We can always purpose it for a higher purpose.
0: Awesome, thank you, thank you, Iwana for for sharing that. Um, all right, so I want to talk a little bit about the. We're going to do an activation, an angelic guided heart activation to empower our sensitivity gifts. We haven't really talked about <laughs> the gifts part very much. <laughs> Um so yeah, so let's talk about the special offer first. So if you um we see the special offer is available at alara.at forward slash show forward slash Beth Ann eight. So Beth Ann, you want to just quickly talk about it, share it with the group.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I am offering three different things, and my special offer. I printed it out just to make sure that I um, <laughs> I didn't forget to share the pieces. So the first thing I'm offering is a free copy. Um, it's a downloadable copy of my my award winning brief book, Lamentations of the Sea, um, and that's. Uh, a beautiful book for anybody who is going through any kind of grief. But one of the things that's really beautiful about the book is that whether or not you're in the middle of grief, it's deeply healing. It really goes into losing my brother. And um, it's filled with some really healing perspectives on just life. It's filled with some deeply psychological perspectives. um, And when we talk about like healing from the narcissist wound or healing our relationship with ourselves, there is some really helpful things in there about how do we choose love in a way that um is really like gritty and it's an act of choice and not in sort of like this light fluffy way Um, so that's the first thing is um a copy of the book. And then the second piece is I am launching a new workshop in September. It's September 16th and 23rd. Um, and it's called Next Level Soul Care for Sensitives. I did sort of, a I guess, a first level. I did a part one this summer. And so many people had such a good experience. And there was so much beautiful information and wisdom coming through that I felt really encouraged to continue on um, and to continue to bring in that guidance. Um, and so that Will be a two part live session. If you can't make the live, a recording will be provided. And then um, the other thing that I'm really excited about with this is that I've been working with the Akashic Records as I've been teaching this course. So whenever I set a topic, I open the Akashic Records on that topic and I go into them to see what do the Akashic Records and the angels have to say for us on the issues of how do we heal from the narcissist wound and how do we embrace our sensitivity superpowers. Um, and I will be providing a bundle of all of those audio channelings um, as part of the course. So it's two live sessions and um, five, I think it's five or six over three hours worth of um, Akashic audios that are really illuminating. One of the things I love about the records is that they do bring in higher perspective and a different viewpoint, but it's also practical and it really resonates with us um, as humans and they have a lot to say about the psychology of all of this and how we can thrive as sensitives. Um, and then the last piece that I'm offering, um, and this is definitely a special offer, this isn't on my website, it's just something that I did last time I was in the show and I felt called to do it again. It is a um, an angel packet that's prepared exclusively for you, and um, I put a packet together and based on what your angels tell me and what I feel guided to, um, I include poetry, I include um. Writing prompts and archangel activations specifically for you, and then there is a message that I'll channel from your angels, what they want you to know at this point in time, and then you will also receive um, a, a reading where you'll have a picture of three different cards that I use, and you'll receive an audio of a channeled reading where I interpret the messages for you and bring in any other wisdom that comes through mm-hmm. from your angels or from the akashic. So all three of those are part of my um, my soul care for sensitives bundle um and yeah i love i'm excited for this workshop and and i love creating these packets for people so they're really fun and it's definitely something that um the people that i've made it for tell me they come back to that to it again and again because it's a personal message for you
0: so uh, exactly this this packet is it's it's a reading and the the whole package is specifically made for you it's not like one package for everybody. It's like specifically for you, each single piece is specifically for you. I love that. It's like very, very bespoke and custom based on your energy. Yeah, I love it. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: And the workshop begins, I guess, in a month from now, right? September 16th, right? So
1: yeah, oh yeah, It is almost exactly one month. Yeah, 16th. It's at, um, I think 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So it's a, it's a little later in the day for me, 3 p.m. Hawaii time, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Yeah, awesome.
0: Great. So the um, all of that is available for you at alar.at forward slash show forward slash Bethann8, B-E-T-H-A-N-N-E. So please do check it out. Um, and so now we are going to receive a, an activation, a guided activation Yeah. I'm excited. I remember it's, yeah, it's like, I'm I'm excited. We definitely need to raise our vibe. We really definitely need to like uh, come back into our heart space um, and and get that empowerment from the angels for sure.
1: Yeah, beautiful. Um, Well, um, first of all, I'm going to invite everybody to go on ahead and uh, close your eyes so that you can just be in your heart. And I always tell people as you're doing this, if you want to put your hand on your heart, go on ahead and do so and allow yourself to take a few deep breaths and just take a moment and acknowledge wherever you're at today or tonight, whatever time of day it is for you, wherever you're at and acknowledge anything that you might be feeling in your body, anything that's happened in your day anything that's going on in your environment right now. And just allow all of that to be what it is without judgment, without needing to change it, just part of your experience itself. And as we're in our hearts and we're just allowing ourselves to be, I'm going to go ahead and call in some Archangel energy to support us. So first of all, I call upon Archangel Michael And I ask that you surround everybody on the call and who will listen in the replay with white light and peace and protection. And I ask that you also give each of us a really good energetic brush off and a good empathic clearing that any energies we're carrying that aren't ours, anything from the collective, any heaviness that has come from some of the topics we've been talking about, that we're just allowed to release that and come back into our hearts. And come back into a space of peace. And I call upon Archangel Ariel and I ask that you open our hearts today and open us to receiving healing from our personal angels and from the archangels and any other light beings who are supporting each of us on our journeys. I also call upon Ariel and I ask that you bring each of us into harmony with the earth right now. Wherever we're at in our own heart field and whatever our energy is, help us align with the earth at this time so that each of us feels more balanced and centered and in a space of groundedness. And I call upon Archangel Raphael, who I've been healing this entire call, uh, who, who's been working with each of us, this entire call and bringing healing in. And I ask that you meet each individual exactly where they're at and bring them whatever they need for their personal healing at this point in time, whether that's physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing, relationship healing, financial healing. Whatever it is, we just ask for your healing energy to be at work in our lives and in our hearts, and we open to your healing energy. And I also call upon Archangel Gabriel, and I ask that you help each of us step into our truth in powerful ways. Help us know our inner truth so that we can not only speak our truth, but set boundaries according to that truth. Help us feel empowered and help us discover what our center feels like and what we feel like when we're empowered in our center so that we can shift into that frequency when we realize we've been knocked out. And last but not the least bit least, (laughs) I call upon Archangel Jophiel, and I just ask that you help each of us to have beautiful thoughts and that you increase our relationship with self-love and self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. And we thank you for all your beautiful support, angels. And now that we're cleared and we're in this wonderful supported place, I'm just going to invite each of you to do a quick reflection to help you align with how it feels to be in the power. So the first thing I want you to think about is as an energy sensitive, what color are you when you're disempowered? I want you to think about a time in your life when you are knocked out of your center where you might feel flooded or overwhelmed and just check in with yourself and intuitively allow yourself to feel into what color does that feel like for you? And just let that color be whatever it is and go ahead and check in with yourself and ask yourself the question, when you feel disempowered, where do you feel that in your body? What does that feel like to you? What chakra system or part of your energy do you feel that in? And just notice right now, pay attention and observe anything that shows up for you with these questions. So you can use this as a self check-in to just ask yourself, am I disempowered right now? (laughs) And where am I feeling that in my body? And now go ahead and we're gonna shift gears and I want you to think about a time that you feel powerful. When do you feel empowered as an energy sensitive? Maybe it's when you're out in nature. Maybe it's when you're writing. Maybe it's how we're feeling right now on this call as we are all together creating this beautiful container of light. And when you feel empowered, what color does that come through for you as? What is the colorful empowered version of yourself? And again, notice where you feel that in your body. And notice what empowerment feels like in your life. And just go on ahead and take a moment and observe what empowerment feels like for you and how that comes through intuitively and energetically. And know that whenever you reach a space where you don't feel empowered or you're not feeling grounded, that you can come back to whatever color it is that represents empowerment to you, and you can work with the energy of that color. And you can bring it into your system in order to align with the frequency of feeling confident and feeling empowered. And as you are in this beautiful space now, you've been cleared and we've been empowered. I'm going to share a message that the angels have for us to end this guided meditation. So just go on ahead and receive this. Each of you is here on the planet with purpose at this time. It's true. We wouldn't lie to you. So release the weight of self-doubt. You shine in your own ways, and it is enough. And for those of you still finding your way, do not be discouraged, for it is the wandering travelers and vagabonds who teach people, not all paths need look the same, and even crooked steps become a trail of light when one's heart is looking up. And for all of you, we say, go forth in light and embrace the energy of your sensitivity gifts, knowing the world would be flat and one dimensional without you. Knowing your soul is here with purpose on the planet at this time, and we empower you to shine in whatever way you feel called. Ah, Right. Going ahead and just say thank you to the angels and give gratitude to any energies that showed up for you during this time. And just give gratitude to yourself for being willing to be here, for being willing to be an open heart who's anchoring light on the planet at this time. And let's give gratitude to each other for the beautiful dialogue, for being willing to ask the hard questions and grapple with the messiness and the stickiness of life right now. And let's just give gratitude that we are all um, honoring each other's individual journeys and knowing that each of us is perfectly beautiful and enough exactly where we are. And go on ahead and take one or two more deep breaths. And as you feel ready, you can slowly move around, pat the earth, anchor your feet back to the ground, come back into your body and open your eyes as you feel ready.
0: Wow. That was beautiful. Oh my goodness. That was great. Ah, what a beautiful that, message at the end. It totally, you know, totally made sense to me. It totally resonated. It was like,
1: <laughs> I'm <yeah>. so glad.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it was, it was great. And you know, this whole, this whole call was so healing and uplifting. And like, like somebody said that um, it's like, so much came through on this call, like everything mm-hmm. interesting—the intertwining of narcissism, the vaccine, and anger—and then also about you know empowering you to choose, right? So your own choices, you know, that you are empowered to choose. And um, like Mystic says, thank you, thank you, thank you, Magwitch, Aho, yeah, like a whirl of rainbow light all around us. Yeah, all the different angels and all their energies all around us, swirling around, swirling within. And, you know, working to raise our vibration and clear what was, you know, may have been a little sticky, right? Um, Linda says, yeah. I didn't want to come back. Fantastic. Wow. So grateful for your insights. Oh, good. Awesome.
1: Yeah. Me, me neither, Linda. I
0: just, I'm like, I just want to hang out with the archangels a while longer. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And Randy says all the compliments you have been able to accept, ditto. <laughs> so yes, receive all the compliments. You know, and that's the thing. It's like, um, and I remember, you know, at the end, you said, you know, be grateful. Thank you. Thank, you know, God, the universe, you know, for for everything, and you know, and be grateful. And that's going to raise your vibration even more and bring you back to your presence. Kim says, "I'm smiling now and grounded. Awesome. Yay, Good.
1: I'm so glad. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would just offer." for the encouragement. Uh, What I said what was coming in right at the end of the message. Um, Sometimes when I'm grappling with this hard stuff, and we're meant to right now, we're not supposed to have easy conversations around things like uh, the the narcissist and the vaccine and anger and all of those things. Those are hard topics. Let's give gratitude that we're here grappling, dialoguing, talking, learning, growing, changing. You know, um, when we talk about how do we anchor ourselves right now, sometimes when it's too much, I'm just like, well, I'm a human on this planet, and I'm sorting through the truth at this time like everybody else and I'm just grateful to be here gratitude's an anchor and it really moves yeah. us from that space of like I don't know what I think to just being in our hearts
0: yeah and trust trust your knowing right that that's the yes. biggest piece is trust yourself trust your knowing what works for you what's right for you you know yes and, and absolutely then go from there um i was just seeing is there anything else that was coming through for for anybody else. But um, I, I think, you know, again, it always comes down to just be you. Like, you know, Randy says, beautiful authenticity. Absolutely. Just be you, be your authentic you. And it doesn't matter what people say or think, you be you and uh, do what works for you, right? Absolutely. Some, some, people, your are gonna, here. <laughs> some people are going to get you, some people are not. It's okay, right? Don't stop being you. Um, yeah. And so if you'd like to work with Beth and some more please do check out the packages available at a package available at alara.at forward slash show for slash Beth Ann 8 and Linda says Alara, so grateful that you offer all of us such incredible Pete to help us I don't know what you mean by that Linda <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, people. I'm gonna go with people <laughs> people <laughs> uh, so I' like I mean, I, Pete, it's like, yeah, my one of my teachers, his name is Pete. So it's like, okay, yes.
1: <laughs>
0: For Pete to help you. Yes, why not? Um, yeah, enjoy kawaii. Absolutely. I will.
1: Thank you. <laughs> and now love you get it. to Atlantis and, that, love.
0: Yes. and now you get to have the whole day to do whatever you want, right? Because now I, this do, I do. I <laughs> do. <laughs> I love it. And see how Neo's been quiet now since, you know. That's, the beginning.
1: that's how it always is. Well, thank you so much, everybody, for um, the beautiful dialogue, the intelligent questions. Thank you for asking me hard questions, you know, and um, I just, I appreciate um, everybody here and just your presence. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Alara. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, everybody, for
0: all your questions and comments and feedback. And yes, this is a conversation. <laughs> It is, you know, a conversation between me and Bethan and all of you, right? So we are all, you know, engaging in this conversation together. So thank you for being here with us and sharing your points of view, um, and you know your stories and what's coming up for you. So thank you for that. I really appreciate it. And again, Bethan, this was wonderful. Again, like like just like before, it was awesome. You know, the readings, the the questions, the 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 guided meditation, so you know, brilliant. So thank you. I'm always bowled over by, you know, what comes through when you're answering the questions for people say, wow, that's really good. That, (laughs) you know, like it's, it's awesome. So thank you. Um, yeah. So, so so thank you everyone. We'll be back on Thursday for another great show. So I've been taking it easy as you all know. Um, But uh, the the easiness is going to come to an end soon. (laughs) Robert comes back next week. So, um, So thank you, everyone. And until next time, may you continue to be blessed with an abundance of joy, peace, love, happiness, prosperity, and radiant health. Sending you all much love and blessings
1: always. Bye for now. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.